Welcome to Afterlives with Kara Cooney, in which we discuss ancient Egyptian history and relevant current events that we think will be of interest to our audience. I am Kara Cooney, and I'm a professor of Egyptology at UCLA. This podcast is separate from my teaching and research roles at UCLA. In recent years, I've become active in communicating with the general public about the history of ancient Egypt through lectures, interviews, social media, books, and guest appearances. This podcast is my opportunity to take the kinds of deep dives into history that are not always possible in academic formats. We will be releasing some season one content that was filmed during the pandemic of 2020. I don't know why I did 2020, maybe there's another one. Um, These were originally released on Kara's YouTube channel and Facebook. We have decided to release the audio from these videos as individual episodes, but we wanted to provide some context as well. Hopefully this keeps everyone sated until the release of the new season at the end of the summer. So episode two is about the craftsman's village of Dira Medina. You recorded this March 30th, so a couple days later. Um, and I just, some notes I wrote down, right? You're talking about Zoom classes and how annoying they are. Your, our three hour graduate seminar on Dira Medina, which I think is what inspired this episode. Um, taping undergrad lectures for our for your kingship class seems to be a combination of craft with craft. Yep, technology using technology, PowerPoint not working, the PowerPoint failing, <laughs> <laughs> having issues with PowerPoint. Um, so yeah, so what made you you know inspired you to choose Daryl Medina? We were talking about it in class, obviously, but it's such an interesting case study for ancient Egypt in general, and I feel like a lot of people know about it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, there there's so much good preservation and evidence from it. There's always something more that can be said. Well, Dira Medina is a place that is very close to my heart. And mm-hmm. some of my first dissertation work was at the site of Dira Medina. And I stayed at Ahmed Soleiman's yep. hotel, mm-hmm. the Amun Gazira, and I rented a bike and I strapped all my stuff to the back of the bike and I rode to Dira Medina all so by myself and, and hung out for a couple of weeks in a tomb by myself to look at coffins. Um, which was, which was an awesome experience. The inspector wouldn't come down because it was also filled with dead bodies that Ann Austin has recently oh, it's organized. The same, tomb? same tomb. Oh, it's a, it's so a storage cool. tomb. It was tomb number three yeah. at, at uh, the site of Dero Medina. She has since brought order to those bodies, but they were just there piled in the room next door. And I was looking at the pile of broken coffin fragments. <laughs> I did. I went in and said, hi. Be like, be like, hey, like. I went over and so, I said, hey, you guys, been studying you for a while, well. <laughs> reading your divorce documents and your letters and your yeah. receipts and all this stuff. So thanks for giving so much. And um, I'm just going to be here looking at some of this stuff. Don't mind me. You don't <laughs> mind me. I'll just be over here. And um, so that was great. But Dero Medina is this extraordinary place that is almost hermetically sealed because mm-hmm. they, they dumped a bunch of people in the desert. And without the Nile inundations and the wetness, so many things are preserved. So you have not only homes and the detritus of life preserved at the site, you also have tens of thousands of texts that preserve all of the cerebral details of, of what those people their were doing. text messages, essentially. It, essentially, yes. The little yeah. receipts, their little receipts from, you know, the grocery store or their oh, divorce I, documents yeah, or whatever. Or so-and-so ordered you know, a bed to be made or, mm-hmm. yeah, or sandals or something like that. And that was my work for the dissertation mm-hmm. was how much people paid for a coffin, what kinds of things they were interested in, um, who crafted it and, and just all of those craft production kinds mm-hmm. of discussions. 
And um, so Daryl Medina is, it, it's an awesome place. You could spend lifetime studying yeah. this. So it was a great class. Yeah. Really good. And I think actually the Zoom made it work because we were able to have other professors mm -hmm. come in from outside the States that could zoom in and you yeah. know, give us some lectures and stuff. So I particularly enjoyed, it was my actual first class, like focused in on Daryl Medina itself. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting and just an amazing site. To, we could do a whole seminar on Daryl Medina, maybe someday, but I mean, doing the Valley of the Kings, we kind of did yeah. yep. just through the back door or the front door through the front door. Yeah, the front door. <laughs> and then, so. and then what happened after too. Yeah. But so, enjoy that one. Enjoy yeah. that. Can you watch it? This is, you can do it this time. Oh, it's Afterlives with Kara Cooney. Bye. <laughs>
the, um, the river, Valley of the Kings, Valley of the Queens, and then they're in the valley kind of in the middle. And they're out in the middle of nowhere in a bone dry desert area that you had to bring water into and food into. You can't, you can't live there without some sort of support. And the state sets them up there and they have these stone houses out in this beautiful, quiet valley. And then depending on what they did that day, and they had a 10 day work, work week, nine days on, one day off, <laughs> ancient world, right? And they would walk one way when they were going to the Valley of the Kings, up over the hill and into the, that hidden valley, and another way when they went to the Valley of the Queens into the hidden valley. And this place was active from dynasties 18 until dynasty 20. And during this time, these literate workmen were keeping all kinds of records about their economic activity, their work activity in the Valley of the Kings or Valley of the Queens or at home in their own tombs, their own, making their own coffins. And they're talking about trading an ox for this many small cattle, small cattle like uh, sheep and goat or um, selling bread or selling linen from the home. Um, you get legal texts, you get um, receipts and, and workshop documents and all kinds of stuff. So I thought I'd show, um, some of the stila, because there's stila from this place too. And um, this is a really wonderful um, set of, uh oh, can you see? There we go. It's called Ramesid Inscriptions, uh, historical and biographical, um, wonderful press. They're reprinting these, Abercrombie um, Press. It's a, an Egyptological friend of mine, um, Ben Davies. He's great. And this is written by a wonderful guy named Ken Kitchen. And he collects and hand draws, because it's way easier and faster in some ways than using a font, um, all of these different Egyptian texts. And so here, you've got that, see Stila Turin? And you've got a Stila, about, let's see if I can read this backwards. Oh, okay, yeah. So the, he even tells us, uh oh, I, I'm going the wrong way because I got it on mirror, sorry. See Hathor right there? And there's the name right there of the goddess Hathor, and she is called, um, she is the, the mistress, and it's a, it's a cool way of writing the sky and the horizon right there. And then later on, it calls her mistress of power and mistress of, do you see the two lands at the very end, middle finger right there? But focus on the, the name for Hathor right there. This is, this is a wonderfully sexy name. It may not seem like it's that sexy. You're like, it looks just like a box. It looks like a box with a bird in it. It is a box with a bird in it. But Hathor means the seat of Horus, the, the palace of Horus. And that box with a little box in the corner, that's the house or the, the, um, the palace. And then the Horus bird is the god Horus. So she is the the home of the god Horus, the seat of the god Horus. If you want to get a little sexual about it, he is inside of her. And it is meant to have a, a sexual connotation to it. Hathor being goddess of, of sexual activity, of drunkenness, of all of the things that the sun god needs. And of Horus, of course, is one of the oldest manifestations of that god upon high. So this, this book is filled with stila and tomb inscriptions, um, page after page out of how many pages? About 900 pages in this volume three. And um, all kinds of information about 
Daryl Medina in that book. And we're going to use those as um, research tools, which is pretty fun. And then I wanted to show you what the, the texts themselves look like. So at Daryl Medina, they, they recorded things on papyrus because that's a typical Egyptian medium, right? You take the papyrus plant, you beat it down into a wet pulp, and then you, you lay those papyrus leaves this way and that way, interwoven with each other, and then you hammer them, make them wet. And this creates um, papara'a, that of the palace, paper, papyrus, right? This is where paper comes from, from ancient Egypt, which is pretty awesome. But papyrus must be crafted. It costs something. It's not something that you can easily get in Dural Medina. They did use papyrus, but they used it for very official state business, right? If they were doing something in their own village on the side, they would use something that was easily at hand in their own desert community. And what they would use is limestone flakes. So if you're, if all you do all day is um, dig in the Valley of the Kings and, um, or the Valley of the Queens or in your own tombs and you're cutting out pieces of limestone and the limestone breaks in nice flat areas. Oh, oh I'm mirrored again. <laughs> in nice flat ways, you create a brilliant writing surface for yourself. And it takes pen and ink very well, this limestone. And then you write on this from um, right to left and um, sorry, the mirroring is, is freaking me out. But you get an idea of how this works and then the Egyptologist will create a transcription because reading that heretic cursive is pretty damn tough. So you wanna get a nice um, uh, transcription so that you can see in the formal hieroglyphs that we know and can read more easily what that heretic cursive is actually um, saying. And you can see in this text here that you've got some amounts listed, you've got names listed, you've got titles listed, and I know you can make out a little bit of this here or there. Um, you've even got a donkey listed, which I'm going to focus on right, let's see, right, oh dear, there. Do you see the, um, right there, um, do you see the long narrow sign and then do you see the penis underneath it? <laughs> that's that's a that's a sign for ah uh -uh, which is a sign for um a donkey so it's it's talking about livestock it's talking about buying and selling things it's talking about all kinds of wealth that the Daryl medina people had and um if you if you think that ancient egyptian people were strange and mysterious and you just think about pyramids and solid gold things then you need to learn about Daryl medina because it is it's they're just, it's like, um, what is it? It's um, Us Weekly or whatever the, the magazine is, the gossip magazine that says, stars, they're just like us. <laughs> well, this is ancient Egyptians. They're just like us. And the Dero Medina Egyptians, they really are just like us. They want to have festivals and get drunk. They, they cheat on their spouses. They get divorced. They beat their kids. Not, I mean, I don't do that. Never. You, you've seen my son. Why would I do that? But they, they um, have normal emotional lives. They want to try to get rich. They want to try to get a good price. They're trying to get a side hustle. Um, all of the things that, that we do, they fall in love with the wrong person, all, all kinds of stuff. So if you're interested about the, the goings on of the normal ancient Egyptian, I would encourage you to check out 
um, dear old Medina. So, um, sorry, I didn't get to your questions this time. We'll do that another time soon. And I just, I just ignored all of your, your questions. So, um, hold them for another time and, um, I'll, uh, I'll report back. So everyone stay, stay safe, um, sheltering in place. And we will have another, another lesson soon. The, the dear old Medina class is going to be pretty fun because we're focusing on, um, art and architecture, tombs, coffins, um, economic texts, um, graffiti, all kinds of, of different things. So I'll, I'll get back to you with interesting visuals and, and stuff. And we'll actually do some ancient Egyptian text reading in our Dear Al Medina seminar. So till next time, um, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you to our listeners for your support and for subscribing wherever you listen. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review and help raise our profile and let others know about it. Send your questions related to the show and topic suggestions for future episodes to karakuni at gmail.com. You can find the video version of the show on my YouTube page and full show notes will be posted in the podcast section of my website, karakuni.squarespace.com. For that, thank you, Amber Myers-Wells. There you'll also find info on my books, upcoming lectures, and you can subscribe to my newsletter. You can find me on Facebook at Karakuni Egyptologist and on Twitter and Instagram at Karakuni. See you next time on Afterlives with Karakuni.